going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Monday Rewind. My name is Dave Brown, and today we are going all the way back to episode number seven with my good friend, personal mentor, real estate investor, serial entrepreneur, and educator, Kent Clothier. Kent's story of rising and falling through success until he had a life-changing moment that served as a catalyst for him to find his true purpose is not only fascinating, but inspirational as well. In this short snippet from his full-length interview, Kent talks about his first personal and professional cycle of rising to success and how he lost everything. He then shares what his brush with death taught him and how he uses that to create massive success for himself and others. So without further ado, here is Kent Clothier in this episode of Monday Rewind. You are listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Let's take it from the beginning. You were just 17 years old, I guess, when you were part of launching your first business. You mm -hmm. launched the sort of grocery wholesale business, correct? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, launch is probably a strong word. I, I kind of got pulled along. Um, okay. My father started the business and by no choice of mine, I was basically told I was going to go into business. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with it quickly. I mean, I, I, I figured out really fast what I was, what I was passionate about, what I was good at, what I really enjoyed doing. Um, my father had been molding me most of my life to be an entrepreneur. So suddenly when I was had the chance to um, work directly with him and, and, you know, sit in an office in Memphis, Tennessee day after day. It was, it was something I, I mean, I just kind of, I went for it. So your dad started that. Did he, did he have capital to start that? Did he have to loan? Were you a part of that process? Did he teach you how he was starting that or did he just yeah, start it? Yeah. I mean, I was there, I was there the day one, right at the front lines. He, he had a reputation. We, we had grown up or let me, let me back up even further. My father had been in the grocery industry my entire life. Okay. Right. And so he had done, he had built, um, uh, a, a reputation for running stores, for owning his own stores. He had been a corporate executive, very, very successful in Dallas, Texas with a very large um, grocery retail operation as well as a wholesale operation. So he he had spent most of his life already in the grocery industry. And when we had moved to Memphis, Tennessee, he was approached by a third party that was willing to basically fund the company, finance the company if he would be the guy out in front and start a Memphis uh, division. And that was really how it got started. He, his reputation preceded him, and it gave us the opportunity to access capital to actually go off and start the business. Okay. Were you in high school at the time? Had you graduated? I was. You I was in high school. So going there every day after school, all the weekends, all that kind of good stuff. I mean, I was, like I said, I was living and breathing it from the moment I, uh, from the moment I could. So... That's actually kind of interesting. So were other kids, I mean, were your friends all out and about doing their thing and you were, were you like, yeah. oh, I got to go work today or were you kind of all about it after a while? Um, probably, you know, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I wasn't, I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. So was I certainly uh, a little jealous of my friends that, that were out partying and having a good time and doing all that kind of good stuff? Of course, naturally. Um, my, uh, all my friends were running off and going to college and, and I was staying there in Memphis and attempted to go to college for a semester and figured out real quick that it wasn't anywhere near as fascinating or as much fun as what I was doing by working. Um, at that time in my life, I was, I was really, um, seduced by the money part of it. Right. I mean, I was 18 years old when I bought my first house. 
Um, you know, I'm driving around in very expensive car when I'm 18 years old, 19 years old, and all my friends are going off and doing their thing. But ironically, fast forward about four years later, all my friends that went off to college and came back and tried to get a job, I couldn't find a job and they all came to work for me. So I had no regrets. So how do you like me now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Funny how you guys enjoyed life and I sit here and built the business. So now, yep. uh, you know, I'll be your employer. It was what it was. Awesome. So you were 30 years old when you decided to quit that business? Yeah, I uh, I quit is probably, yeah, it's the right word. Retired. Basically, I, <laughs> I, I got... The company had turned into a really big organization. I, the company was out of Memphis, Tennessee. We were bought by a much larger competitor down in Boca Raton, Florida. They recruited me and my wife at the time to come down to Florida. Ultimately, I ended up running the entire organization. Uh, so, you know, this little thing that we'd started in Memphis, Tennessee, I, you know, I was 20, I think I was 27. And suddenly I was running an $800 million a year company. And by the time I was 30, it was 1.8 billion. Um, so it was, it was not your average 27, 28, 29 year old, you know, experience. Um, and I 100% believed that it was all because of me. I mean, you could not tell all you had to do was ask me how great I was and I was more than willing to tell you. (laughs) Um, and so I basically had gotten into a run in with the, the owners of the company when I was 30 years old, had a difference of opinion and, and about, you know, 30 seconds just decided that I wasn't going to do this anymore. They, they were going to regret, um, ever letting me walk out the door. And again, all of the, all of their success was because of me. Again, all you had to do was ask me. So I was bound and determined to go off and do my own thing and own the whole thing and start all over. So so that was, that was a journey that did not end well. No, I I saw that you have quite the arc in your story, but it's actually, it's very inspirational and it's helped helped you become who you are today. So that, that was obviously a big decision that changed the trajectory of your life. And at that point, it didn't go in the direction that you wanted it to go. Do you, are you game to tell us a little bit about what happened sure, after sure. that? I mean, uh, there were many, many years where I didn't talk about my failures uh, because I was just so ashamed and so embarrassed. Now I find it as probably the single biggest strength that I've got. And um, I think there's a lot to be gained from it. Again, I was, I was, compl- I had built a business all at the expense of a family, all at the expense of every friendship, you know, everything. Every, the business was my entire life. And a really valuable lesson that I learned was that when the only thing you're fo- focused on is money and, you know, pride and all that kind of good stuff, it's, it's pretty shocking how fast that can all be going. And I had no perspective on that. I literally did not realize that that could, it was even a possibility. And, uh, when I walked out, I spent roughly two years and millions and millions of dollars um, proving how bad of a businessman I really was. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just that simple. I basically went out and started a competitor, decided I was going to, you know, go after my former employees, our employers, all of his employees. I was going to try to hire everybody away. I was going to try to get all of his customers. I was going to do everything I could to build my business uh, in spite of his and at the expense of his. And um, he just defended his business as I would expect anybody to do and wasn't going to go away quietly. And we ended up fighting, you know, in the trenches on a business standpoint, on a legal standpoint. And this is a guy that had hundreds of millions of dollars. So his ability to play the game was very different than mine. And, you know, fast forward two years later, I basically, I had lost everything. I mean, I, I actually should have filed bankruptcy. 
I mean, the bankruptcy laws are, de are designed to protect the very situation that I found myself in, but I had too much pride to do that as well. So I just paid everything off personally to make sure everybody was made whole and then ended up with about four grand in the bank after two years. And it was pretty humiliating. Can you share with us a little bit how about some of those principles, those core concepts about time being so valuable, how you've parlayed that into your, into your business and how it's helping people across the country change their lives through it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so in my business, right, I, I, there are plenty of people out there, um, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people that, that are qualified to teach people how to go buy and sell properties, right? How to flip properties and make a little bit of money and how to, how to do the transaction, how to, how to make things happen. Right. So, um, we are no different than anybody else, right? We, but our philosophy is exceptionally different in that, we believe that if you are doing that and you're backing yourself into a job and, and your purpose is to go from transaction to transaction to transaction, go somewhere else. Um, our, I, I, I don't, I don't, I have no desire to teach anybody how to do that. What I what I'm very passionate about is helping people understand that the clock's ticking, baby. I mean, it's happening right now. And whether you like it or not, it is ticking on you and you need to get in a hurry as fast as you possibly can to, wringing everything out of life that you can. So don't go, don't make the mistake of building a business that backs you into a corner. Don't make the mistake of, of putting yourself in a situation unknowingly to where you don't have, you, you no longer have control. You, you, you are caught in that same trap over. I feel like I was put in these situations, um, to learn those lessons. So, and then I was given a platform or help create a platform. It's probably a better way to say it, that I, I can scream from the rooftops and I can get a lot of attention. I can get, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to pay attention and say, you don't have to do this this way. It doesn't have to be this way. You can do, you absolutely not only have the ability to go off and create an amazing income for yourself, but you absolutely have the way to, the ability to do it in a logical, methodical way, using systems, using processes, using people to do these things for you, creating a culture around you to where people are, are inspired and, and lift you up and push you to where now the business you've built gives you options, not the other way around. And so if you want to go on that amazing trip, if you want to go, you know, on that amazing family vacation, if you want to, whatever you want to do, it's there. And I believe that people should be living their lives to create those things, not the other way around, trying to fit them in. And so, you know, I, I absolutely could be wrong, but I'm extremely passionate about it, right? I mean, every day we live the same motto over and over again. The time is now. Do not waste this chance. Um, I've seen too many times where people believe that time is on their side. And in the blink of an eye, it's changed. I mean, that airplane ride, in the blink of an eye, my entire life was changed. Uh, it could have easily gone the other direction. All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode of Monday Rewind. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd like to encourage you to go back to episode number seven. Listen to the full interview that we did with Kent Clothier. You're definitely going to uh, enjoy it. He drops a lot of wisdom, nuggets, and lessons that you can apply in your own life. That's episode number seven of the American Sippets podcast. You can also go to americansippets.com forward slash newsletter. See all the latest episodes, including uh, this episode of Monday Rewind, our Wednesday interview, and as well as uh, Op-Ed Friday, too. So, and don't forget, we have our great American syndicate. This is our community of patriotic, freedom-loving Americans. It's a coalition. Uh, we stand for America's core values, America first. 
first, the American dream, personal responsibility. And it's a networking community that we've built and launched. And we would love to see you inside. Just, just go to greatamericansyndicate.com to learn more. Appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you really are. Yeah.